Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to Untouched. I'm Rivers. I'm Elle. And we have a very special guest today. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> Say hi. Hi, everybody. What's so, your name? Do I have to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Colleen. So we have Rib's mom with us. She's been staying with us for like almost a week now. Yep. Have you had fun? I have. It's been a really good week. And it's, it hasn't been all like touristy and everything, but just like real time day yeah. in life. You're like a city girl now. Yeah. You're a third roommate. Shopping. Napping, reading. Yep. Are you eating. nervous? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks we're gonna ask her bad questions. This will be our cleanest episode by far. Mm-hmm. My mom. Good. Won't, she won't listen because <laughs> so. I don't listen. I don't want to listen. <laughs> They're not even bad. <laughs> okay, we have some questions for you. I feel like we should just get right into yeah, it, right? Okay, first, I feel like you could teach us. Okay, so we recently put up an Instagram story, and it was like. What did we ask? Like your type of guy. And a lot of guy or a lot of girls on our Instagram say they like mean guys. So I feel like they need some tips from someone. Like guys that are mean to them. Yeah. That's what they said they liked. So I feel like they need some good like relationship tips from someone who is married in a nice relationship. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's really good if they are recognizing that they have that going on, that there is this attraction (laughs) to mean men or relationships, whatever their choice is, if they are um, attracted to somebody that's not treating them well. Yeah, but they're aware of it. That's awesome. So you're applauding them? No, (laughs) I'm applauding their self-awareness, like because they obviously don't like it, and yet it's become kind of a habit for them. Mm -hmm. Because we all can get into some unhealthy, dysfunctional habits. Yeah, but being able to recognize that, wow, I've done this again. I've attracted this person that's not treating me well. That's great because then the next question you can ask yourself is, why am I doing this? We should have you more on more often. Wait, Already I have spinning a fun really quick. Um, I know we're going to be interested. My mom has met Big once before, but we had dinner with him last night. What do you think about him? Oh, I think he's a very nice young man. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, the age difference, I guess, as a mother... Um, puts my guard up a tiny bit. But after meeting him and learning about the person that he is, the age kind of falls away because I can see that he adores you yeah, and that you adore him. And when you guys are together, you have great energy <laughs> and you banter and you're silly <laughs> and you have fun and there's lots of respect there. And yeah, I we like actually we just also, did. I kind of lost my voice. Yeah, so I sound a little weird. We actually just did an episode on like age gaps and dating. What is your opinion on that? Like, do you think that? I do have an opinion on that. When I was 15, I had a 20 year old. I know. I know. Wait, wait. that's like jail time. I know. That's full jail time. He wanted to date me, and we did go on a couple of dates. Very innocent dates. I was 15, for goodness sakes. You got got ice cream. 20. But That's I was like, like gorgeous young yeah. girl and I looked older than I was and I loved the attention. Oh but um and then thank goodness he moved to Texas suddenly and I was like broken hearted. But yeah. that was the best thing in the world for that me. That was the universe for sure. But um I think that the older you get the less age matters at yeah. all because there's when you're younger you used to always say that to me when i was younger yeah when you're when you're younger of course like a 15 year old and a 20 year old <laughs> should not be in a relationship <laughs> yeah. together and i wasn't in a relationship with him i had a crush on him and we went out <laughs> yeah. for ice cream a couple times i mean that's like what it was but <clears throat> you know when you're 15 you did he know you were 15 uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> that's why we only went for ice yeah. cream it was it was just 
a little fling, you know, more in my head than anything. But um, it was fun, and I'm glad I had it. But it broke my heart when he left because, you know, in my head I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I'll never have a crush on anybody was like that again. But the older you get, well, let me backtrack yeah, for like a second. Dad, my dad is three years older than you, but I feel like that's normal. Yeah, that's like, like a marriage. normal age gap, I feel that's like. like a, yeah, I mean, I there's the legality of age because when you're younger you shouldn't be making decisions about sexuality and you're not like sexually mature enough to make those kind of decisions mm-hmm. when you're dealing with an older person yeah. so that, that that's a very good rule that we follow in society you know children should not be making dis- sexual decisions yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, period but as you're getting older you, you're traveling through your different developmental stages. And once you get into your 20s, it seems like you're kind of done with a lot of your childhood, adolescent, and you're moving more into an adult stage. Good thing I'm still a child, adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're... Only one um, more week. <laughs> so it depends on how old, you know? Like yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you're 20 and you're interested in a 60-year-old, that's a little Strange, odd, but, yeah. you know, who knows? You know, who knows? Okay, so to the questions we go. Okay, did you ever go? Wait, also, guys, my mom is a professor and a nurse. Yeah, so she like, she's like wise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Did you ever also like your anniversary? Um, how many years have you been married? Thirty-one coming up. Okay, so like we just have like a very qualified person on the first qualified <laughs> person three ever. Other brothers, so she raised four kids. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever go through a hard heartbreak, and what did you learn from it, or like how did you get past it? You mean within my marriage? Um, any time. Just like yeah, like a relationship oh, yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. Wait, guys, one time my mom broke up with someone and he punched a hole in a brick wall. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and she had to take him to the ER after she broke up with him. Wait, how do you punch a hole well, in a brick wall? I don't know wall? if it was like through, okay. but he just he punched didn't, it. He punched the brick wall and his hand took the worst of it. He broke his hand in and several places. And she had to places. take him to the ER. Girl. <laughs> I was trying to do the right thing. I came home to break up with him. I was in college. I came home to break up with him face to face. So I'm dating myself. This is before the internet, before yeah, cell phones. Yeah. So he's doing the decent thing because he was a great guy. Mm -hmm. I was just done with the relationship. Yeah. So I came home to do a face to face. I love you, but. And he punched the brick wall that was right next to us. And she had to go to the ER. And it took like six hours to (gasps) get him tended to. And he's crying and brokenhearted. I'm sitting with him in the emergency room. Oh, my God. And then I went back to school. (laughs) I felt terrible, but I had to do it. Why did he punch the brick wall? I wonder where he is now. One time, time me and (laughs) Elle pranked my mom, though, and we did that face switch app when you, like, change the gender. And, like, we changed the gender of everyone in my family, and I was, like, sending them in the group chat. And... I have like three older brothers, so I changed all of their faces to girls. And I was like, these girls keep asking us to hang out. This was like while we were in Chicago. Yeah. And um, like they keep asking me to hang out. They're like harassing me. And like they said that their dad and might change my mom's face to a boy. And I was like, this is their dad. (laughs) They said like he knows your boyfriend that punched a brick wall. Like (laughs) they know us. And my mom was freaking out. She was like, do we need to get the police involved? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And it was I'm literally my people. family switched. And it was faces. literally you switched to him. And then, like, I did my dad's so face, weird. and he has a sister named Katie. And I was like, wow, like, she looks a lot like Aunt Katie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a heartbreak. Have you ever, like, been heartbroken and what did you do to get past it of course you know i don't think you can go through life and love deeply without having your heart broken so i would rather have my heart broken and love deeply than skate through the surface and not ever love Mm -hmm. deeply so i always told my kids growing up like uh, when they were in a heartbreak like know how this feels because it'll probably happen again and you'll probably break somebody else's heart along the line. So be gentle and kind with each other and don't be afraid of it, even though it's awful when you're in the middle of that deep, dark hole of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Just have faith you'll get through it. And it is an expression and a sign to you how big your heart is. Yeah. The depth. 
it's like when somebody dies, you know, you're devastated and you're sad and it takes a while, but that shows you the capacity of love that you have. So try to look on the bright side and like, you know what, this sucks right now. I'm going through a really hard time, but look at how big my heart is. Mm -hmm. Look at my capacity and I know I will love again. And I'll be okay. But honoring the process. Because you have to go through that to get on the other side of it and heal. And then you become this seasoned person. And you're like, I have been through that. Or you could be like us and have funerals for the guys (laughs) that leave your life. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Which we have done, what, two? Okay, we had one legit funeral where we like fully wrote speeches and then burnt the speeches. We had a eulogy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like it was crazy. May he rest in peace. But I agree. I feel like it's so important to like actually feel it too. Like so many people are like, oh like move on right now you know what i mean yeah and it's important to like actually sit there and like feel everything because it is like not like a cool thing to go through by any means but like it's important to go through it um and you learn a lot about yourself well sometimes in life don't you meet somebody and you think they haven't experienced the waxing and waning and the yin and the yang of life yeah and if you don't know hardship and heartbreak and difficult things then you won't be able to fully embrace the intense joy love passion Mm -hmm. laughter like a hard belly laugh like you think you are gonna wet your pants you're laughing Mm -hmm. so hard like that feels so good so the opposite of that might be crying so hard you can hardly breathe you know Mm -hmm. so but, but if some was, people don't have either of those. If yeah. it was always good, or, yeah. Wait, if it was always good, you wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. You know? Like, it has to be bad sometimes for you to be like, damn, it, like, feels so good when it's good. Um, Do you know, I hear something about when I was, like, 16, I got my, like, well, I thought I got my And you binge sex in the city, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember my mom was, like, behind my back. Is you that, knew I was watching it. You are it. grounded. You what? You didn't know? She knew. I just snitched on you. No, she knew. I don't such, remember that. I'm a narc. <laughs> I remember my mom used to always watch it, and I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Well, I was, like, 17 or something. Well, maybe yeah. if you were 17. Uh, I you guess. knew this was I happening. <laughs> you would come in and watch it with me. <laughs> me I think up. you dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything, like kids our age do in relationships that like they didn't do when you were growing up and like they shouldn't do do you know what I mean well obviously what comes to my mind is all the social media and that whole another level of communication yeah which can be really fun um but in my day like there was a lot more um waiting and (laughs) <laughs> lack of communication that wasn't you guys yeah. have this instant yeah, yeah. good bad it's almost know. like hyper communication it's hard mm-hmm. it can cause anxiety and it's like it's too much so much it just bombards where we didn't have that if you were not at your house when the phone rang yeah you didn't get a call mm-hmm. you didn't you might in that we didn't even have answering machines for yeah. a while i mean it was just like Dale. somebody might take a message and write it on a piece of paper like yeah. hey colleen john called yeah that's what you would get yeah. mm-hmm. so um, did you ever like really want to call from someone and you would just be like oh sitting by the just, phone oh, definitely no but like you would just be like oh no like he call. called when i was gone <gasps> would you ever think that yeah and then you'd be like, like he definitely called while i just wasn't by the phone yeah. maybe i should call him back <laughs> but girls didn't call boys that oh, was kind really? of a thing you were really edgy and pushy if you initiated the call like you edgy and like a hot way or like uh um a like pick me way maybe more like inappropriate you're a little promiscuous yeah it's not very ladylike mm-hmm. like you don't call the Pushing boy the you boundaries. let the boy call you which is such bullshit but yeah. that's how it was back then oh my god so you would just sit by the what corded phone unless you were going together if you were going together then you could call my mom would tell me about the like days she would like sit in her pantry on the phone because she didn't want anyone to hear but it's connected to a cord yes yeah, so you'd so stretch like, the cord yes yeah, all the way through it the kitchen would shut through the, the hallway door, yeah. into the bathroom oh and shut the door 
Oh my God. You have no privacy, really. And we had a busy signal. So if somebody tried to call and somebody else was on the phone, you'd get that beep, 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 yeah. beep. Or can't someone pick up the other phone in the house listen and in. listen in yes, and say definitely. stuff, right? Uh-huh. I would definitely <laughs> listen in. Same. I want to know if I've ever did that when I was a kid. Because like we had did. like landlines. Pe- yeah, I definitely did that. Ew. We would also ride our bikes around or later like drive by the guy you were <gasps> crushing on's house just to see if you could maybe see them or maybe they'd be out. You could say, oh, hey. We were just driving by. Oh, no. (laughs) So there was a lot of like delayed waiting, which I don't know. It it was kind of fun compared like you guys just are never off. You're never, ever off. You always have your phones going. The communication now, I think, does give people anxiety because it's just you like, oh, why aren't they texting me back now? You know what I mean? But I think we forget because like our phones now seem so easy. Like, oh, they have their phone on them, obviously, because we always have our phones on us. Why aren't they texting me back? But like, then you forget that people have lives, you know? Like, yeah. there's other stuff outside of the phone. it's just so hard to respond. Yeah, like, just, I don't want to text anyone right now. And that should be totally fine. Yeah. It shouldn't mean anything. I don't want to return every text. I'm, then you're just like the slave to your phone. Do you yeah. own your phone or does your phone own you? Yo, yeah. I'm always a hard girl to get a hold of sometimes. Yeah. If I don't feel like it, that's it's nothing <laughs> personal. It's like I just don't feel like being on my phone right now. So I or I'll just send a K. Yeah. I don't want to send a big long explanation. Moms just, always, always send K. K. Just a capital K. But I think our generation like made K like that's so rude. But the moms I'll always say something send important K. and she'll say K. <laughs> I feel like at least next I time agree. say like a KK. KK. Her and my dad have their texts all the way up. <laughs> my dad's is worse. It's literally like one text bubble. Like, okay, fills up the whole screen. <laughs> and like, you have to scroll for like 10 years. And he deletes every text message when he gets it. He Like, if you go on his text message app, it will literally be like family group chat. And that's it. And then like, if someone texts him, then he'll like respond and delete it. <laughs> like, he doesn't have any text in like the messages. Wait, that's he so He likes funny. to keep it simple. Yeah. yeah keep and it's clean. like, the name is the all the way across cross it's huge <laughs> i don't, can't go on his phone speaking of your dad how did you um no wait how did you meet him first oh, oh my god so cringe it's such a cute story oh, <laughs> oh my god no. okay so he was attending a different university and mm-hmm. moved to the college i was at and i was in my second year at michigan state yeah. And he had transferred from another college because he was starting um, vet school. Mm-hmm. So he was a little bit older than me. Yeah. And because he didn't really know anybody at the new campus, he decided to move back into the dorm because mm-hmm. usually you live in the dorm freshman year and then yeah. you're out of there, right? So he just thought, you know what, I'll meet some new friends because I'm going to be here for a few more years. So mm-hmm. I'll move into the dorm. So it was a dorm w- that had more upperclassmen in it. Yeah. So I was there and he was on my, it was back in the day when the floors were um, segregated. So mm-hmm. it was, a gr- you had the girl floor and mm-hmm. the boy floor, the sister floor and the brother floor. Yeah. So they were kind of matched up. So he was on my brother floor. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the school year, we would have these, um, parties called progressives and everybody would that wanted to participate would open up their dorm room and they'd have like a featured drink or a keg all against the rules you know totally against the rules. what so you would paul would never and you would <laughs> invite your sister floor so he was on the brother floor and they mm-hmm. were having a progressive so we got invited yeah so we're you know going around and what'd I you was, wear Oh, I had on probably my um, Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> they were just all the rage. <laughs> or probably my Levi's. Those were my go-tos. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I had on. Probably just something really cute, like a t-shirt, my tennis shoes, and my Levi's. Okay. <laughs> and I went, I was coming out of one dorm room, and he was coming in. Uh, and he said he was so cute. He looked at me and he goes, well, hello, Miss America. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately, this sounds so dorky. I immediately was like, my heart was pounding. Oh, my God. He is 
so cute. My I dad was, was like, really cute. I'll intense post a on chemistry. I was like, he is. Oh my god, that is the most handsome guy I have ever seen. And my, I had a wine glass in my hand, and my, hand, I remember my hand started shaking. No, do you, you think it like, was love at first sight? Like, I think it was because we got married. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask actually. Like, did you know you would marry him like super early on? Like, was it just like an instant thing, or like I know he'll be in my life for like ever? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. We, we have to post a picture of the Instagram because dad was cute. He's still cute, but he still is. He was like really cute in his like college days. Like we would have thought he was cute, mm-hmm. not to be like he weird. was yeah, smoking like, hot. He had so many girls after him. And that was part of the problem of me dating him because I thought I am not going to get involved with some guy that is dating all these girls. I'm not one of his harem because yeah. he had a harem. Yeah. He was What's a playboy. That? How? how What's a harem? A harem is like a group of women that follow after (laughs) one specific man. Oh, God. (laughs) He had a full cheer team. I remember he told me one time we were like, I play soccer like competitively. So we were like going somewhere and it was just me and him. And he was like telling me. But he like liked my mom a lot because she would like wouldn't give him the time. She of wouldn't day. give him the time of day. So that's your advice. I played hard to get it to yeah. Granny's advice. <laughs> my <laughs> granny would always say that. Oh my god, that's I didn't want to so get funny. hurt, and I I had not dated that much, and I could tell that he had been around. I think he said one time he said you like saw or like something happened, and he asked you out, and you were like, no, like when you make a decision, like then I'll go out with you or something, and he was like, it made him respect you. It wasn't that you were like playing hard to get, but it was like because you said like no you can do whatever you want like when you have a decision you like this is what you want or something and he was like oh and then i just knew i i knew he was potential danger for my heart because i i knew how i was feeling when i was around him like i really really wait and when she met him she still had a boyfriend what yeah oh i did i had the guy the guy that That punched punched the wall. wall oh and that's why you broke up with him see now <laughs> we're getting the true story <laughs> okay but i didn't know well yeah so I, the boyfriend that i broke okay. up with he was a high school boyfriend and you know like when you first go away to college yeah you have a he high didn't want boyfriend. To yeah it was like i was not strong enough at that age to break his heart mm-hmm. and I, so it took me way too long to break up with him i should have broke up with him long before i did yeah but I was afraid mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I don't know, like I was young and afraid and I didn't know how to do it. And um, so I didn't, I avoided it and I was away at school and he was back at home and yeah, whatever. But then when I started meeting, not just Kevin, my husband, but other guys, when I started seeing like, that there's oh other things gosh, out there. Yeah. Yeah, what in the heck? I am not, I'm not married yet. You mm-hmm, know, yeah. like I want to, I want to be able to, date other guys wait so what age did you meet dad at what's that what age were you when you met dad 19 and then that's crazy wait and then you didn't date for like a year right you were just like kind of seeing each other right you didn't yeah we you guys use different words i mean like okay so this like we would like I remember you scout each other out in the cafeteria. (gasps) They would study together when she had a boyfriend. Like we would try to find each other and try to be in the same place. Yeah. Like what party are you going to tonight? Like where are you going to be? So we would we would try to. And you guys would study together. What you? And we would go to the library together a lot. Yeah, we went to the library together a lot. And then sometimes if we had classes, see, like you guys walk around campus, everybody's got their face in their phone. Yeah. Back then, you would get ready to go to class because everybody was looking at everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. You were like smiling. Hey, how you doing? Like ever, there was a lot more like socializing on the paths to class yeah. instead of everybody on their phone. You were like looking around and you were looking to see if maybe you would see somebody you kind of had a crush on, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, Oh, oh no! Do a little shout oh, out, no. and then you would be like, "Oh my God, I saw him! I saw him on the bike path." You know, <laughs> it was just different. It was so sweet. It was really different back then, but. Um, no, yeah, so I, once I started meeting, you know, him but and realizing the feelings that I had, I thought that I'm betraying this other guy, and he was a really good guy. I didn't want, you know, that wasn't fair yeah. to him to, like, I'm a chicken, I can't break up with you, but I really like all these other guys I'm meeting, you know. Hopefully so he's not I listening. I finally got the courage to come home mm-hmm. and do the face-to-face. 
And then he punched the brick wall. <laughs> At least <laughs> you ended up in the hospital. Oh, um, wait, so you, yeah. How, when did you start dating Kevin? I feel um, weird calling him Kevin. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can so. call him Kevin. Let's see. Um, <laughs> we met in um, probably like August. And then we were doing this little cat and mouse game of like, oh, I like you and I like you. But then like I'd see him with other girls or and I'd like, OK, he's just going to he's just going to break my heart. Yeah. I just know it. He's so immature and he's so conceited mm-hmm. and he's so good looking <laughs> and he knows it. And he's got yeah. all these girls following him around. And um, I wasn't going to be one of them. So mm-hmm. I just kept distancing myself mm-hmm. out of like self-preservation, I guess. And then it was January. I remember it. It was January after Christmas break. We were back at campus and um, we hadn't really probably hadn't really talked or seen each other for maybe four or five weeks because again there were no phones Mm -hmm. and you know we were all home on break so there was this big gap and when we got back to campus all of a sudden he's at my door Mm. and 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 i know they grew up in towns next to each other and they never knew each other my mom's from dearborn heights and my dad was from dearborn oh so you like were neighbors they grew up like a couple miles from each other they didn't know each other at all but um and I just, I forgot this little part. My roommate got a rabbit whose name was Woody. Mm-hmm. And um, as a pet, broke another rule in the dorm. Um, and she was asking me all kinds of questions about this rabbit. And she's yeah. like, why don't you ask Kevin? Because he's like a vet that, student. And yeah. I'm like, I don't talk to him really. You know, like, <laughs> she's like, you know, you love him. I'm like, no, man, I'm done with him. So she started having him asking him questions about the rabbit. So the rabbit became a big excuse for him to come over and check the rabbit. Mm-hmm. But you know, wait, Dubsy. Yeah. <laughs> so so then I could then I called him out on it because we were um, we were going for a walk. We were coming home from the library, and it was winter. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a beautiful January day, and we were coming home, and we were. Um, walking down the Red Cedar River because it used to freeze before the earth got so warm. And we were walking and um, we started like making out a little bit. (gasps) And and I said, listen, okay, so we're either going to do this or we're not. Yeah. And these are my ground rules. Like, let's be exclusive Mm -hmm. or whatever you guys call it. That's what you call it. I don't know. Like, let's just go together. Be exclusive, yeah. But if at any point you start seeing another girl or having feelings for another girl, you have to let me know first before anything happens. Mm-hmm. Because if I hear about something, yeah, I don't know what I'll do to you. Yeah, <laughs> I do not do that game. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be over mm-hmm. immediately. So and I will give you the same respect if I if we're dating and we're exclusive, and I started to feel like I'm starting to have feelings for somebody else, I will let you know first. So can you agree to that? And he was like, absolutely. Let's try it. And the rest and is here history. That's crazy. And wait, yeah. before they got married, they were like, remember you guys did that thing for the summer and you were like, if we miss each other, then it's oh, real. Yeah. He had to do an internship um, for his uh, veterinary medicine and it was going to take him away for about, seemed like forever, but it was like, I don't know, maybe two months or something i feel like you guys didn't have facetime or anything so like now it would be like more you know it'd be easier but and we were getting toward the end of college so when you date somebody through college then all of a sudden you're starting to open this whole another chapter of your life it's like do we do it together yeah do we do it apart like Mm -hmm. what is this is it just a comfortable fun college relationship or is it more yeah enough that you would make a commitment on the next chapter Mm -hmm. so we were both kind of because we both ended up graduating college the same year I graduated from nursing and he graduated from veterinary medicine so we literally graduated on the same weekend it was like is this like a see ya or do we want to try to be in the same town we didn't know where in the world we were gonna live Mm -hmm. so he had to go on this internship and we kind of talked about that like let's just see how this separation goes like Maybe we won't even really miss each other. Yeah. And it's or maybe like, we'll just be like, oh, my God, I can't stand it. And um, it turned into the one like, I just I can't live without you. Like and we both felt the same way. So then we decided um, that we would try to navigate our career choices in the same city. Mm-hmm. 
so that we could. And when my dad was live like together in sin, proposing <laughs> to my mom, it was like so long. And then he like finally they were on a mountain. What mm-hmm. was it, Lake Tahoe? And he went to propose her, and he got down on a knee, and she skied away because she thought it was a joke. Oh my god! <laughs> I wanted to get married before he was ready to get married, so we had had many discussions, and it was starting to get to be like a point. Like, okay, well. You know, I'm not going to wait around forever. I knew I wanted to get married. And he was like, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. So I was starting to get an attitude. Like, all right, well, I am. And if you're not, then I'm out of here. Wait, when did you know you were like, okay, I really want to marry this guy? And like, did you ever get cold feet? I feel like I would second guess that like so much. I don't know. I really recommend living with somebody for a while. Yeah. Because then you get to... You get over that little honeymoon stage of setting up your house together mm-hmm. and how is this going to be like cohabitating. And then if you still find that you are wanting to spend time with that person and you're in the same kind of groove. Yeah. And you've been through some hard things together. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is important to like, yeah. you have to like have tests in your relationship. Yeah, you have to get pissed at each other. Yeah. You have to be like, oh my God, like I am so mad at you right now. And learn how to give each other space mm-hmm. when you need it and not hold grudges. Like say, you know, say sorry when you, you know, we can all be assholes. So yeah. if you're, if you're out of line, just say, you know, what? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Own it and say you're sorry and then move on and then forgive people too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cute. Okay. What one's next? Okay. Do you have any like advice for, like having a healthy relationship for like people our age <laughs> um for all the girls that like mean guys out there yeah Susan. just spend so much time learning about yourself and loving yourself write yourself a journal page every morning about all the things you love about yourself Mm -hmm. and when you really are in love with yourself in the highest way, I don't mean how that might sound, but you're really respecting and honoring yourself. And when you can say to yourself, you know what, I would be totally happy all by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody else. Then I think it's um, you're in a healthy space to maybe open up to a loving relationship. But yeah. maybe if you're attracting somebody that's mean to you, maybe that's a reflection of some self-hate you have or some yeah. negative baggage in your head that you're saying to yourself. And then you've invited somebody else to say it to you as well. True. Maybe. Yeah. So if you're recognizing that, like I said, I think that's really good to be able to go, whoa, wait a minute. And maybe even depersonalize it. Think if that were my little sister, would I think that that would be okay for a man to talk to her mm-hmm. that way or a woman or whatever their choices are a partner a love relationship to talk to anybody i love that way yeah no so why would i let it happen to me um it's crazy because like when you ask someone like what are the keys like healthy relationships you assume they're going to say something about like the other person but like it is so important to like focus on yourself because yeah. that's really the only way you can have a healthy relationship and if only you, you feel can that have way. Like, real boundaries is if you know yourself yeah and you love yourself and at the same time we're always changing so if you don't have a good relationship with the foundation of who you are as things are changing your body's changing i was just talking to rivers this morning about like being 56 and how your body changes and your choices in life changes. And if you don't know that, it can be really scary to mm-hmm. be in a relationship because you're changing and they're changing. Yeah. And everything's changing and pretty soon you don't feel like you. So when everything's changing, it can easily feel like like the sand is slipping beneath your feet and you're not sure. Yeah. So like for me right now, my children are all grown and leaving and um just lost my mother so Mm -hmm. that's like something that happens at my stage of life and you know my body's aging and I'm healthy and everything but I'm not 20 anymore so it can kind of like your self-concept can get a little rocked and um all the more reason to like get back to like meditating spending some quiet time with yourself 
And even if you have to kind of fake it, like mm-hmm. look yourself in the mirror and just say like, you are so awesome. You have really good qualities. Yeah. You're a really good person. And just kind of just fall in love with yourself and just keep telling yourself good things about yourself. Affirmations. And you'll start to feel yourself yeah. get lighter. Mm-hmm. And be like, yeah, that's true. You know, like I try really hard to be a good person and sometimes I screw up, but I try. I really mm-hmm. try. Because when people start saying, like, bad things about you, you believe it yourself, you know? Or if, like, I sit there in the mirror and I'm like, oh, this is so ugly about myself. It's, like, will become ugly about myself. It's You know what I mean? Yeah, and comparing yourself to others is very dangerous um, because we're all unique and we need to embrace our own uniqueness. About healthy relationships is, like, when you're in in a relationship, sometimes you just get used to how it is. So if your friends and like family are actually like genuinely telling you like you shouldn't be treated like that like sometimes they have that like outside view that you don't have yeah like because when you're in it it's like comfortable you know so like no matter how bad it is like you don't really realize you know like like one of our friends was going through something where like the guy was not treating her well at all like yeah really really bad and like you are just so used to them or like so comfortable with them that it doesn't like it shocked us what she was telling us but to her it was normal that's normal so like sometimes when your friends like i would never tell my friend if she was happy like you know what i mean like i would never Mm -hmm. say break up with him but like if your friends and family who actually care about you are saying like that is not right then they might know something yeah when you're a child you make connections that can be distorted and then you make them into your self-talk mm-hmm. as you get older yeah, uh, and it's about worthiness and when you realize it, you it's kind of scary you kind of feel like oh my gosh have I been doing that mm-hmm. to myself have I been not valuing myself because I believed this thing that isn't even true yeah and uh, children tend to now I am not a psychologist or anything. I just do a lot of reading and work on this, but children, I know the developmental stages and children tend to take on whatever's going on in their world and make it personal. Like Mm -hmm. mom and dad are getting a divorce. It must be something I did. Yeah. Or, um, my siblings fight all the time. Maybe it's because of me. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't, if you really put that into the fabric of who you are, you carry that into your adulthood and it's not even true. Yeah. So, you know, just being aware, like, w- what is my self-talk like? And is it healthy? Does it make me feel good or bad? Is it serving me? And then being able to let go of the things that are not serving us in our greatest good and are helping us expand as the best person we can be. We wake up and have like our daily affirmations in the morning. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out right now to Abraham Hicks. You (laughs) love her. I don't know why, but I I can't get, for some reason, she stresses me out. Depends on which one you're listening to. Because if some of hers are very gentle. Yeah. And some she's talking. And I know I've heard her say that when she's channeling Abraham, sometimes the vibration energy is so high that it comes out yeah. as this really intense voice and it sounds like, like she's you shouting. Must so. do that kind of thing. Like that's but how I, I feel. like just go on YouTube and whatever it is. Like this morning, I put in Abraham Hicks and self worth. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear like I, Abraham's never steered me wrong and has always helped me navigate little speed bumps in my life like why am I hung up right here or what have I been doing or Mm -hmm. I'm having anxiety and I don't know why and I just put in Abraham Hicks and anxiety or Abraham Hicks and I love the morning meditate the morning rampage I think it is and the one to go to sleep where she starts out like it's the end of the day yeah I'll have to give her another try to go to bed right now there's nothing left to do I just feel like I'm having this like spiritual tuck me into bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cute. So basically, like we always say, love yourself and everything yeah. will be fine. <laughs> we, we, get, got, like, we get comments and it will be like literally all they say is love yourself and like that's it. Like they give no advice besides like do what you want. Love yourself. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Don't be so serious. Yeah. Well, love yourself can mean so many things. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So it's um, 
I, I hope you're, you know, I know you too. And I, you, I mean, you have fun with loving yourself in the material way because it's fun to dress up and mm-hmm. buy clothes. And that's just fun, really fun. But it's not the true sense of loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, loving yeah. yourself is just having respect and knowing that you're, um, you're going to have ups and downs and you're a work in progress always. We're always a work in progress. We're yeah. never done. True. Um, well, I guess that one kind of goes off that. So let's change a little. And I have this. I feel like you would like this question. That's why I wrote it down. <laughs> have the notions of what it means to be a woman changed over your lifetime? Yes, definitely. I think um, as we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, like different ways to embrace your femininity. Um, Go watch Sex Life if you haven't uh, already. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, she does say that in there, like falling in love with all the different expressions yeah. of being feminine. So, you know, at your age, it means one thing, but like um, being a life partner. Mm-hmm embracing your femininity in that, you know, I chose to have children. So, you know, being pregnant is just the coolest thing. Like just thinking you're growing. Wait, I have a question this though. person inside of you. Did that not freak you out? Oh yeah. Sometimes when you get to the point where it, the baby's getting really big and you're thinking, Oh my God, there's only two ways this baby's getting out of my body and neither one of them are going to be easy. <laughs> like there's a whole human, like you grew Riv and now Ew, Riv is sitting here. I know. And she's like a full human that grew up. I don't and know why I can't, I can't get past it. It's so scary. But the, see, now that's and just a huge, story. Like you're not ready for that yet. <laughs> so you can't really embrace it fully because mm-hmm. you're not ready for it. But when you're ready for it, it's the coolest thing because you're like, you want, you have this deep, desire to have a baby and then you're growing this baby and even the birth process i chose to have a home birth mm-hmm. all four of them at home because i've seen pictures i wanted <laughs> to embrace and really feel what it felt like to birth women have been birthing literally for ever yeah and i didn't want to be robbed of that experience of what does it feel like to take this baby that i've grown and then have it be in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like a moment in time. <laughs> I hate the motions you're doing right <laughs> now. <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then to nurse the baby. I mean, those are some really powerful things that only women can do. And I think yeah. it's really cool. Um, and then, you know, whoosh, then you got to raise them. That's harder than having a baby, y'all. Who is the hardest? <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> oh wait to birth or to raise to raise oh cameron <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny just because he has so much energy and ideas he was i was the easiest of both <laughs> really yeah that's true and look at her name rivers she yeah. just flows just flows like a river i used to put myself to bed I feel like, yeah, like you're, it, that fits you, though, like independent, yeah. like, you know, do your own thing. OK. And then before we move on to the next topic, what's one thing you wish they like taught in school that they don't? Uh, my schooling is different than yours. I wish that when I was um, in, in school and, you know, high school, college, there was. And maybe it was from inside my head, my dialogue of how I was raised. I mean, my father said to me you can go to college or you can get married, but why would you go to college if you're just going to get married and have children? So that was the generation. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like being mean or anything. That's just his reality of Mm -hmm. women get married and have children. Yeah. That was normal. Yeah. Yeah. But I at least was strong enough at that age to say, well, dad, I am going to college Mm -hmm. and I might also get married too. (laughs) (laughs) I might do both. You can do both. So I guess I just wish I would have either been more aware of what was offered to me as empowering women or um, so like allowing myself to hear it. Maybe it was there and I just wasn't listening. Yeah. Or maybe there was more focus. Um, And it's, you know, again, it's just like valuing diversity and embracing all the different people we have walking in this beautiful world. Mm -hmm. 
instead of drawing lines around and compartmentalizing people, you know, in my high school, if somebody was gay, they were bullied yeah. and their life was made horrible. Not by me. I would mm-hmm. shout out to me. I never <laughs> felt that way. Round of applause. Um, I never did that and still don't. But it was just the, the kind of the times yeah. where now in high schools, they have diversity clubs mm-hmm. and, you know, the multicultural. Do you yeah. think your brother being gay made you open to it more? Or do you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like one of my major people and I loved yeah. him and I didn't even know he was gay officially when he officially told me, I have to tell you something, I'm gay. I was like, I know. <laughs> but um, he didn't know I knew. And it was really hard for him because yeah. it was still um, a pretty heavy label to carry. Yeah. And to be, um, just to not be terrified of what might happen if people mm-hmm. know this about me. Yeah. But it's so different now. And there's still a long way to go. But people have so much more freedom than they used to around yeah. that cool <laughs> um okay i felt like it would be important for us to talk about like manifestation and like being in alignment because like personally i didn't know like i guess i really just didn't know it wasn't something i was ever like taught like my mom's not really like that at all so like I didn't grow up in a household like you did, Rev, yeah. where it's like, that's like normal. One like, of our chores like, on Sunday was to meditate. We yeah. We couldn't get her allowance until we meditated. You had an allowance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had to do chores though. Oh. Lots of chores. Oh. Yeah. Um, but so I think like. Not your that many chores. <laughs> <laughs> it was like half of our age or something. <laughs> what? That would be our allowance. Like, so if. I was like oh, I thought you meant that was how many chores you did. No, if I was like six, I'd be like three dollars. Oh, right. Cool. It was like that. Yeah, we did that for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It changed around. Um, but you're like knowledgeable. I feel like on like that <laughs> whole area. So, what's like your like tips on manifesting for people who like don't know anything about it like i once didn't know anything about it and like rib kind of taught me about it then i did my like own stuff well again i learned a lot from abraham hicks but i think i knew um innately kind of knew about it before my formal introduction to to listening to abraham but you know we're energy Mm mm-hmm and we carry an energy, and there are vibrations everywhere we go. I mean, you can be in a room full of people, and a complete stranger will walk in the door. Yeah. And sometimes you just have a feeling like, ooh, stay away from that person. Yeah. Or, oh, my gosh, I want to go say hi to that mm-hmm. person. That's about the energy that they're carrying. Yeah. And about the energy that you are receptive to. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to look at. Am I attracting that? Um have I been looking for it? So back to your question. So the advice on how to start manifesting the life that you want to have, it's again about learning about yourself, learning about what you want and knowing that you can create the life you want. You Mm -hmm. can create anything you want in your life. Um, And we only hold ourselves back. So if you're not where you really want to be, then just start thinking very positively about what you want to attract into your life and Mm -hmm. write it down and think about it and then let go. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part. And then when it shows up, you'll be like, oh my gosh, there it is. That's literally the hardest part. It is because we can't force it to happen. We just have to just let go and keep our good loving vibration going and loving ourselves, And, um, not get too reactive if we do get into like uh, a negative situation not let us take it down yeah us down the rabbit hole but just kind of like okay that was kind of negative and Mm -hmm. i don't feel really good about that so like abraham always says like just change the subject take a nap play with your dog for a few minutes something that makes you feel just a little bit better a little bit better switch up your energy switch up your vibration and pretty soon you'll be feeling good again Mm -hmm. and then you're opening yourself up to the good things that you want to attract into your life i i feel like i've told this story like a million times but it's the law of attraction story and it kind of relates to that so i was on tiktok and 
This person was like, I want to prove that the law of attraction is real. Like, here's a pink flamingo. Picture it in your mind and then fully believe that you'll see one in like the next couple of days. And that'll like prove the law of attraction is real. Anyways, I end up seeing a bunch of pink flamingos and I totally let it go because like in my mind, I'm like, I, I really that. don't care yeah. if I see a pink flamingo or not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that I really, really want. But say, for instance, like me and River, like, oh, my God, we're going to be the biggest podcasters in the world. I'm going to think about it all day because, yeah. like, I really, really want that to happen. Whereas, like, with the pink flamingos, I really don't care to see one, so you, you know? So I let it go. Right. But, like, the podcasting thing, it's like, oh, I'm going to think about it all the time because I really, really want it. So it's hard to let go of, it you is know? Weird. But maybe at the same time you're having that thought, I really, really want it, you're also having thoughts of resistance. But what if yeah. I don't get it? But what if, but, 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 but. Yeah. So you're throwing some resistance in your path. Mm-hmm. But if you just think, I want to just have so much fun with this podcast yeah. and then let it go, it'll happen faster. Yeah. Um, la- okay couple weeks ago i like wrote down randomly like i want to make 500 dollars a week uh-huh and, and like, now if you I, are if i took all the jobs i would make more than and i don't like i didn't think and about you that didn't know and making vision boards that is a really yeah. fun yeah. way to because you're you're writing on it and you're being creative and you're putting it in a visual format so we do that rivers i mean you yeah. have we've been making vision boards your whole life i think just yeah. putting pictures like I want to get a puppy one day. Find a picture of a cute puppy and put it on your vision board. Or, yeah. Or like I took a $1 bill and I turned it into a $1 billion bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it on my vision board because like it's fun to have Now I want to look money. at my journals from quarantine. <laughs> oh my God. Mine are so cringy. The things I wrote about. But weirdly like Renzo. I manifested yeah. him a boyfriend, our apartment. Uh, yeah. A pot, like yeah. A, a and Rivers, something. just the other day, we, all my children study abroad. It's just something that... I really make them do and they love to do it but Rivers is the last one to do it so I and COVID kind of threw a wrench in all those kind of plans so now that we're uh, realizing some more freedoms I'm like where are you going to go and she said I think I'm going to go to France and I that within the next 12 hours we came across the Eiffel Tower in a movie we turned or we turned on that Lupin and it's all about this man in France and we're looking at a magazine and it's all about France and we look at a billboard and it's something for, I'm like, do you, are you seeing all the French? Yeah, it's like a line to go together. So yeah. All around board. us. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if <laughs> so I don't want to go to France? I, I bet you that's what you're manifesting <laughs> is you are going to go to France for your international study. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like how to, how to release doubt. I feel like it's just all with like you though. Like you just like Pivot. sit and believe that Pivot. it can happen and then like totally change but I also don't think you need to like, it's hard to say something like, oh, I'm going to be the biggest podcast in the world and like totally believe that. Yeah. But I think also like there's a law of assumption. Like if you, I think more, it's not, I mean, you have to somewhat believe like, yeah, that could happen, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be like concrete. Like, do you know what I mean? And you can kind of say like, oh yeah, I really want that to happen. Like it's going to be so fun when it happens. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when, but like, I just know that like somehow it will yeah. come to me. Juice it up a little bit. Yeah. Why do you want to be a podcaster? Because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm doing it. And I want to maybe help somebody. Maybe somebody's going to listen to some of our conversations and it's they're going to have an aha moment yeah. in their life. And you're an uplifter. Or maybe you're going to make somebody laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you don't even know. You know, like your like little s- podcast when you started DePaul. And then you met Charlie in the elevator and he moved here from Japan and he moved into the same building you guys lived in. Totally unrelated. They walked into the elevator and Charlie was like, hey, I watched your podcast. And I moved here from Japan, and you guys helped me pick DePaul. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he what? ran into him, and now he's here, like, and he lives in the apartment well, below Sometimes them. when you yeah. say, so like, random, really big things, really. you're going to have doubts. Like, yeah. it's just normal. To, like, you can't say, like, oh, I'm going to win a million dollars tomorrow and be like, yeah, totally. Get, you know what I mean? It's, like, that's you just the have practice to, of it. You do that for your whole yeah. life. You watch yourself. You watch your dialogue. Am I throwing resistance in my path? 
do I have some doubts? And if you're throwing a lot of resistance, it's best to just look away and think about something else for a while that yeah, cause you don't have resistance It's about. more like, it's easier just to say like, oh, I want to be the biggest podcaster in the world because it's going to be so fun. Yeah. Like all, imagine all the fun things we could do mm-hmm. instead of sitting there being like, well, how's that going to happen? When's yeah. it going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. The universe will figure all that yeah. out. You just have to stay on your path and, and your true values of like, I want to help people. I want to have fun doing it. And, um, you know, it is because you'll probably make money and you'll do that. That yeah. kind of stuff is fun, too. But the true reason why you wanted to start doing it is, is you wanted to help people, have, help yeah. people and have fun. Mm-hmm. So the rest will fall into place. Yeah. Um, how do you, like, feel more in alignment when you, like, are feeling, like, icky? You know, like, oh, I feel like I'm out of alignment. What do you do? What can we do to better ourselves? <laughs> well, self-care. I love a nice bubble bath. Music is really inspiring to me. I'll just... You need to share your Spotify playlist. My <laughs> mom will send her Spotify playlist every day in our family group chat. Be like, hey, guys, listening to this one today. Hey, guys, Aren't should we one? share I'm it? curious what your mother is listening to. And then she's like, did anyone listen? Like, I have some awesome music out there. But um, <laughs> Would you let I us love share to cook, it? like being creative. So like sometimes just putting together a fun recipe. Like I said, pivoting. Like if I'm feeling down in the dumps, I'm feeling... And I have been. I just lost my mother so it's yeah like i feel like i can easily kind of get a little blue and mm-hmm. like oh gosh what's gonna happen now and um and i don't but that doesn't feel good and i don't want to linger there too long so trying to um give my honor those feelings yeah but then say all right but i don't really want to stay there any longer so like i love animals i get on the floor and i roll around with my dogs i go for a walk nature is a great great way to raise your serotonin and just really don't look at your phone while you're going for a walk. Look at the trees and look at the birds and mm-hmm. watch the yeah. squirrels chase each other around and really slow yourself down for a minute and you will allow your vibration to rise up out of yeah. the And then you can start going, yeah, I do. I feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. After watching those silly squirrels chase each other, I do feel a tiny bit better. And then go to the next best thing you can and then pretty soon you could be in a really much better place. Do you... I know I'm an empath. Do you think you're an empath? I think you are. How do you define empath? Rip one night fully like, guys, I'm an empath. I know I I I am. It's so funny. I am. I swear. I think I know what that means, but I want to know how you're defining it. I know something I've noticed about myself is I have to detach from a lot of things. Like, I don't know. Detach? Yeah, detach from a lot of things. Or I like feel it heavily. Yeah. Like sometimes when you're talking to someone, I can feel their energy mm-hmm. and I literally have to walk away while you can have like a silly conversation because I can like fully feel it. And I know sometimes it may like look like I'm being rude. Yeah. But it's like a full thing. Like sometimes when you're talking to Ike, mm-hmm. I can't like it hurts me. Yeah. To be like, do you know what I mean? Like it, I feel it so heavily. So y- okay. But this is the definition on Google. An empath is someone who feels more empathy than the average person. These people are usually more accurate in recognizing emotions by looking at another person's face. They're also more likely to recognize emotions earlier than other people and rate those emotions as being more intense. Like animals, I like struggle with so much. I, yeah, I think I am an empath and I think that's why I'm having um, a struggle right now and maybe this will help somebody else, but we're all re-entering right now. You know, the there are a lot of really sad things that happened with the pandemic, but mm-hmm. um, I personally had some really beautiful silver linings. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that the whole world kind of had to go home mm-hmm. and sit down and yeah, quiet and like yourself, sit with themselves yeah whether we liked it or not and then at the same time we had all this political upheaval and social justice issues everything came a million miles an hour to the surface forcing people mm-hmm. um i mean maybe especially empaths to kind of show your true colors what mm-hmm. do you believe right now yeah and now, and then when, when we were all kind of having to stay home, it's, you know, it, it was, it was, but now we're like, okay, we're going back to school. We're going back to work. We're going back out. 
and some friendships have changed and some family relationships have changed because people have different views. And they and were shown. I yeah. struggle with that because some of my very close friends and family have different values than I do. And I, it's not some people say like, well, we can agree to disagree. And I'm like, not on that. Yeah. Not on that topic. Mm-hmm. So I'm an empath. I, I don't want anybody to be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys with this word. I don't know why I can't take it seriously. I swear. I'm, I'm just, I'm just liberal. an empath. I don't care what you want to call me, but I am not going to stand by and let anybody be shit on, okay? <laughs> I'm just an empath. I feel like everyone has some like empathy in them. Yeah, now. it is. But like a true empath. It no, just feels it feels deeper. Empathy, yeah. Unless you're like a sociopath. Yeah. So like everyone can like, be an empath if they really let themselves I think feel, I feel I more think. for animals. Like <laughs> I feel really like I'll think about things about animals more than I will for people. Like sometimes I'll be sleeping and I'll be like, oh my God, do the dogs have water? And like I almost want people to fall back asleep <laughs> thinking that they might not have it and they don't even want it. Yeah. But I'm like, I wouldn't want them to be thirsty. You're a caretaker. Yeah. Good animal caretaker. Um, are we wrapping up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> We're going thrifting. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and I highly recommend everybody go thrifting. It's good for the planet. Sustainable. It's like lifestyle. a treasure hunt. It is the freaking treasure. My mom's hunt. really good at it. I'm not that good at it. And it overwhelms and me. And you're um well sometimes. Just make sure you wash your clothes when you get them home. Yes, please. <laughs> Such a mom right now. And you can find some really fun finds. It's like a treasure hunt. It is one of my things I do. Well, you asked earlier your question, what do you do if you're not feeling? I yeah. go to my Salvation go Army yeah. all by myself. And I just love to look through and I will find some of the cutest stuff. Like and it's like, oh, I only spent a dollar. It does feel done. so good when you find a really <laughs> cute thing while you're thrifting. And it's good for the planet and the money that you give to the thrift stores quite often goes off to help people that need help. You empath. Instead of like throwing <laughs> your clothes away. Somebody one man what's that thing? One man's trash is another man's trash. Treasure, one yeah. woman's old sweater is another woman's brand new cool ass sweater. Yeah. True. So, that's how I'd like to end my visit with you girls. <laughs> Thank you. Meditate for coming. and go resailing. <laughs> Thank you okay. for joining Love us. Love you guys. Thank you girls. You're Love awesome. you guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining mom. Yep. Love you guys. No. Okay. Bye. Subscribe. You rate us five stars. Um, follow us on all the socials. They'll be linked below. And thanks for listening. You guys. Listen to Abraham Hicks. Okay. Bye. bye. Love you. <laughs>